Nate. I'm Josh. I'm Anas. And this is the Chalk My Back podcast. In this episode, we're going to be doing a deep dive on our very own co-host, Anas, in his preparation and performance at his most recent powerlifting competition. Before we get started, we asked you, our audience, what you thought Anas's priorities were in life outside of powerlifting. And we were going to pick what we thought was the best submission, wrong answers only, to read live to you today on the podcast. All right, bet. So we got a bunch of submissions, but the best one for sure that I think was the best was sent in by Calvin. And Anas's top three priorities are number one, ASS, of course. Number two... We got Hunter Hunter. And number three, we got getting a Chick-fil-A before they close. Yeah, close, close. Anas, I think, can you vouch for that? That's pretty good. I think um, Martise gave a better one, honestly. I like Martise's better. You like Martise's What was Martise's? I, I bet. So his number one was Fades. I cut you like a G. Number two was Overshot RPEs. Like and number G. 30, terrible back slaps, a.k.a. a fat push. The story on that is that Anas, you know what? I'm not going to get into it on this podcast. I'm not going to get into it on this podcast, Anas, but you know what you did. You know what you did. You ruined my meat prep. You know what you did. You know what you know. You left the mark in my heart. You know what you did. You know what you did. Yeah, I like that. I like that as well. Um, fade. Who doesn't like a good fade? I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Okay, we're gonna have to vote on this. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm sorry, Josh. I'm gonna have to go with Martise's as well. So, uh, Martise, right, you, right. if you're listening to this podcast, you have you have three minutes to to hit, respond. By the time that we are recording this currently, you have three minutes to respond to me in real time. If you do, we will give you a free carton of Camel cigarettes in their new flavor. Chick-fil-A, no, <laughs> not Chick-fil-A, in their new flavor, Arby's Beef Sandwich. Bravo, bravo. Woo! Let's go! Woo! Your fitness cigarettes. You're going to win a, a carton of Camel's new fitness-centric cigarettes. Are you too fat? Well, guess what? A carton of Camel's will get that fat right off your body. Oh I can't say that in the podcast. I can't leave that in the that podcast. Amazing. I can't. That was awesome. I can't. Great. Camel should hey. ask you to like make products for them. That was, that was money. Camel's new zero-calorie cigarettes. Aren't they all zero-calorie? Um, Shut up. Sh- we didn't. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean it. I just got a little too... I was in my camel mindset. I was just sorry. Camel's new tri-oral Pedialyte cigarettes. If you're trying to weight cut and you need to recomp before your meat, take a carton of camels, I think. I don't have any scientific validity for that. But it can't hurt. I love it. So, Martise's... I I think Martise was on point with his priorities. Yeah, that's Um, That's good. The thing is, because Calvin's, I think, because Calvin's were right, and we asked for wrong answers only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're wrong answers, but they're right answers. Right answers at the same time. Yeah, they're wrong, but they're right. I got, I got one more question too. So it's not a, it's not a submission, but uh, in JD's priorities, in one of them, he put that you make the most radioactive pre-workout for heavy sessions. Can you? You, oh, we no. I just want to know no. what it is. Like that's piqued my interest. 
So I mix I mix um, camel tobacco, RB <laughs> RB's beef uh, from their patties. I and just the beef. Yeah, just the beef without the buns, and some creatine. That's it. There you go, folks. No, no. no. There you go. <laughs> if you like, if we get 500 likes on this video, wait. It's a video? Wrong platform. Yeah. Dang it. <laughs> You're a platform. Are you guys not recording yourselves? Oh, dang it. No wonder our YouTube channel hasn't kicked off yet. So, Nas. Yes. You had a meet this past weekend, but by the time that the audience hears this, this will be about two weekends ago. It was kind of, I wasn't I wasn't really sure how I was going to perform on midday. It was it was like kind of 50-50. Um, so who's your coach now? Is um, it still Brad? No, I'm, I've been doing my, my own for the past um, probably like four months or so. Really? Okay. So you you basically did your own meat prep? Yeah. Is that difficult? Um, honestly, no. Because, um, I mean, for me at this point, um, I kind of know exactly how much work I need to do on each lift. It's just a matter of doing it. Um, so there's no, there's, as far as programming, there's no, there's no guessing. It's just basically just writing the work, writing the work down and just, and just doing it. The hard part is just executing in the gym, honestly. Yeah. So was this the first time in a while that you've been your own coach? Cause I know you've kind of, you've had a few, um, over the years. So was there a reason specifically why you chose to, uh, coach yourself into this meet? Um, I wanted to experiment with my own programming. Um, I haven't, yeah, I haven't done my own for a long time. I think like over five years, but I've had, but I've written my program and kind of suggested it to my coaches um, a couple of times before, mm-hmm. but I haven't strictly done my own um, probably since 2015 or something. It's been a while. Oh, wow. Yeah. Any symbolic reason that you wanted to do a meet under your own tutelage? I mean, I was going to do this meet regardless, um, but as uh, as far as like why I'm doing my own, like I said, it's just uh, I just want to kind of experiment. There's a lot of things like I want to kind of try programming my own and seeing. And uh, I don't know. I think like I'm. I don't. I ha- I mean, I've had many coaches, and um, it's been kind of hard for me to. Um, so I'm not, I'm not like, cause it has, like it hasn't really, uh, worked. I mean, it's, it's, it's been working fine, but at this point, like, um, I guess it's never been perfect if to say, uh, not, not, not to say like my coaches weren't good. Like my past two coaches have been like fantastic. They've been great. Um, but I think it's like, a, it's at this point, like where I, I have so much, of my like my training data collected that I kind of know what I need to do and if my programming isn't the way I want it um and like I mean if, if it's not the way I want it I would still run it if my if my coach gives it to me but like it, it, it's been always like every time I get a program and I look at it I'm like okay well this seems good but I think like I'm not doing enough work here I don't think my bench is going to go well just because I'm not doing as much and like I'll still run it, and like I'm still bought in, and like I'm, I'll do my best. But like the results are always what I expect. Um, really? And yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I try to stay. I try to not to like have my thought process influence my my results because, like, I mean, placebo plays a big factor. Even if the 
even if the program is perfect, then I'm like, oh, I don't think this will work. I need more and I'm not bought in. I mean, I don't think I'll make progress, but I always kind of take the program. I mean, like, okay, well, yeah, this could work. I'll, I'll do my best. Um, and I do my best and it's always kind of like, oh, I didn't get what I, what I expected even after putting like hundred percent into my, into my training. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's, it's not, it's not, it's nothing, it's nothing from the coaches themselves. It's just like, after you've been training for like six years and you've had like, you know, the programming you've done, like all the work you've done and how you respond to, um, the programs, like for the past six years, it's kind of hard for any coach to kind of give you something like as good, um, without, without kind of having all that, um, like past data and like not knowing um, like how you respond to everything where like I've, I've been running my own. Like I've, I know what I did for the past six years and I know how I responded. So it's kind of like, I'm probably uh, one of the best, best people who can write my own, my own training. Right. As an athlete uh, and having to be your own coach, do you feel like you have to wear different hats at different periods in your training? You know, go back and forth between your athlete mentality of just trying to go into the gym and execute and then your coaching mentality of trying to uh, identify patterns and trying to figure out uh, what works well and does your does your own personal bias get in the way um i think i'm fairly objective about my at least my technique like if i if i look at myself and how i move i can i can i can see like okay well i'm like this squat like i'm hinging too much or doing this um it's kind of, it's a little bit, I mean, I think it, it will help if I have someone like over, like over me is like, Hey, like you're not doing this. Like you're, you're hinging kind of like someone like being a little bit more kind of aggressive or more, um, like, and someone can help, someone will hold me like more accountable. I think that will help. But I mean, like I've, like, I would look at my lifts and I'm like, okay, well I'm doing this wrong here. I'm doing this right. Um, but as far as like, as far as my training, my training is pretty like kind of, I would write it four weeks out or five weeks out and I kind of just stick with it. So as far as programming, there's not much a coach can, can kind of give me and like, it will make a difference. But as far as kind of movement, I think I could benefit from a little bit more, um, like accountability, like someone will hold me a little bit more accountable. Mm -hmm. I think they'll help, but it's not. I don't think it's enough for me to kind um, of invest the money because I, I kind of see my own faults. I can I can probably fix them myself myself, um, but I think someone can help. But I don't think it's worth spending like X amount of money just for this one thing, right? Yeah, I don't think the return yeah. is. I don't think the return is is worth the investment. Like I'm going to invest this amount of money. Um, like I would want more out of my coach, more than just accountability. You would want someone to. You would want someone who has your similar level of knowledge of yourself. Which you know, yeah. unless you had a twin, it wouldn't be. You wouldn't be possible. I think it's possible, like for someone to write my my training really well. Um, but I mean, I think I write it well enough that I don't really need anyone. Like I don't think the improvement can be significant enough um and as far as like the other stuff um i don't yeah i don't think it's like i'll i'll need someone who he can who can offer me 
a lot for me to actually invest in it. Even though, like, even though my past few coaches have been like, like really good, um, I just think like I'm, I'm at a point where I need um, that much more. Maybe, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just high maintenance. Um, hmm. I don't know. <laughs> no, that's the uh, yeah. Uh, you I, are, but no. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. I think, I think maybe <laughs> you, I am. You sound super high maintenance. <laughs> maybe I am. I mean, that's why. Out of respect to you, you sound. Su- if if an athlete came to me, uh, you know, and said, "Hey." I looked at the program, and uh, I don't think this is going to work, and I don't think that is going to work. I would say, well, let's let's run it first, and and we'll see what we can identify. But but that's what I do. I would. Yeah. I mean, that's what I did for the for the first um, like twenty plus weeks with with Brad. Um, and I think it's, it's, I mean, I don't think that his programming is bad or anything. It's, it, I think his programming is really good. But and it, it makes sense. Like you want to be a little bit. I mean, if if you're if you get a new athlete, like you don't want to be aggressive with them. Like the first thing you're going to do, you want to be a little bit more, cons- more conservative because you don't want to hurt that athlete. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah. I think for me, like I need a lot of work. Like I'm, I'm squatting three times a week, benching five, deadlifting twice, like bell squatting two times a week too. Like there's a lot of work that I need to do to actually make some progress. And it's kind of, yeah. it's kind of hard for a coach to kind of, to give you the benefit yeah. of the doubt and assume that you can handle it all at once, yeah, and to not kind of keep the training wheels on, yeah, and it's kind of it's kind of risky. Like, I mean, I wouldn't give anyone that much work, and like, unless I kind of have that much more, like, much data from the past to kind of support. Like, okay, this person won't respond to tw- like two time a week squat. They won't respond to three times a week or four times a week bench. Their bench has been stalling for this much, like the, for this long. I should probably give them five, but it's like it takes, like you need to be super convinced in your in your decision to actually give that much work, and it's not to any coach's fault. It's just it's risky. Like you don't want to give anyone that much work. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. then that falls in line. You have to take responsibility if they get injured or yeah, if they don't perform as well. So it makes sense. Like you're like if any coach that I'm, I'm with. Um, they're going to be a little bit more conservative. They want to give me the, the work that I need to progress. But it's like at that point, like, okay, well, maybe I should do my own and kind of run it at my own risk. Take that responsibility yourself. Because like, if yeah. coaches don't want to kind of push me to, to like, I mean, not, not that I, not that I need, like, if you don't need to be pushed to make progress, like that's fine. But if you yeah. kind of have to do that much work to make progress, like your programming has to reflect that. And I think it may be more than anything else. And you can correct me if I'm wrong enough, but it, you were also just curious to see what you could do if you, if you were able to push yourself as hard as you think you do. Cause I mean, you can say that you need this much training frequency and you need this much volume, but you don't really know what you need until you run it for a certain period of time and, and test the results. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, it, yeah. Not, to no to no detriment of your previous coaches, but you were just curious, and I think that as an athlete and a coach yourself, in order for you to get the experience that you need, you need to sometimes take take risks, which is what you did essentially. Yeah, yeah that's 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 true. I, I was kind of curious because like I've I have like I, I work with like a number of athletes, and I'm like they're all seems like they're doing well, like they're all making really good progress. I'm like, well, why can't I run like run my own and see if I can make progress like them like 
You know what I mean? <laughs> you started getting jealous of your own athletes. Yeah, I'm like, well, like, well, like why? Man, they why? got the best coach in the world. How like, come I can't I have the best coach? Like, why are my lifters? Yeah, like, why are my lifters doing so well? Why can't I like kind of do my run my programming and see if I get the results I want? Nothing. I mean, I th- I think my I mean the way I I program is like I can track a lot of data and kind of see like what 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 like uh, what goes well, what doesn't, and kind of go. Um, by the by, by the lifter's response. So yeah. I'm like, I'm like, well, maybe I can do that for myself and see, see if it works. Yeah, I understand that mindset. Yeah. So Anas, you talked about your stalled lifts. Well, you didn't talk about your stalled lifts, but uh, you mentioned how uh, one of your main motivations for wanting to coach yourself is your understanding of where you are in your in your. Uh, powerlifting career and i'm assuming that a lot of that uh motivation came from the fact that you have certain lifts that haven't been progressing as well and i'm curious how you i'm I'm curious how you went into programming for your preparation for your meet in consideration to to specific lifts that you know have been stalling so my my two lifts are been stalling i mean mainly my squat my squat has been a struggle well, my my bench since of uh, since we jumped from four time frequency to five, it's been slowly and consistently making progress. And and now don't give us any any hints because we want people who are listening to have to wait till the end to get what your progress was and mm-hmm. what your what your performance was. But yeah, give us a little backstory. What have been your previous uh, uh, personal records that you've set on bench and squat? to show kind of how long you've been quote unquote stalled on those lifts. So squat. Um, I mean, I can go back. I mean, my squat has been kind of stalling for a while. And I think in 2019 it stalled just because I got hurt. Um, but since the Arnold, 20- oh, also uh-huh. on that, I'm sorry to cut you off, but you mentioned that you got hurt in a previous podcast too. And I understand, I, I realized that we never really dived into that. So could you give a quick, uh, like, 10 15 second explanation as to what that injury was and if people are curious to hear more about it uh they can let us know and then we can talk about it in another podcast yeah i don't don't really get it diagnosed um by a professional but it it felt like i tore my ql i was like i was deadlifting and i heard like three uh when i was like i was trying to pull pull a deadlift which i that i I shouldn't really have, have, have gone for um and I felt like three pops, um, like you kind of hear it in your, in, your, in your ear. Um, I think it, it was it was my QL. I mean, I know it was my QL, um, and like I was having trouble squatting, like the bar or one plate afterwards. It took me, yeah, it took me a while to kind of get back from that. Okay, so I I, I don't know what a QL is. It's it's like so. a it's like a deep so. lower back muscle. Yeah, it's a it's it's a muscle in your back that helps you to um, flex and extend like your your pelvis. Okay, so it's a pretty important muscle. It's not one of those extra muscles that you don't really no, need. No, you 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 need your QL. <laughs> no. Okay. All right. Okay. Because <laughs> you know, how, like you you don't really need. Um, I mean, you, that, you, I mean, you can. What's that organ that you yeah, can you can describe out? it as like as a lower back, like lower back kind of. It's not like an appendix. No. Okay. No. I mean, you can think think about it more like a 
like an erector or even like a an erector okay. or <laughs> yeah. or like a yeah i mean that would be like the closest thing that people can relate to i guess yeah okay. yeah. It ha- yeah it has a lot of functions so i mean it's it's, it's pretty important yeah that sounds pretty important and yeah, so it, when you when you thank you for explaining that then so when you got that injury you noticed that your squat started to kind of and when i say stall uh, i don't necessarily think that what we're referring to is no progress because i know that yeah, what i think when we say stall we're referring to like making incremental uh progress which is okay but uh you know like a two pound five pound increase or that range maybe sometimes you go down two pounds in in your in your records if you were to test it maybe sometimes you go two pound above what your previous maxes were um that's when you started to identify some some stalling in your squat no i think it was before um that was i mean i think my my squat has i mean my squat was progressing up, up until um March 2019, up until uh, up until Arnold, uh, but I got hurt. I think a couple months after, um, so I don't really have enough time to kind of see if I'm if I'm making progress or not. But I mean, it felt my squat was like wasn't the strongest. My squat, I was having I was having some bad training at that time. Um, okay. But yeah, my squat wasn't feeling great. But I think the injury kind of set me back, so I kind of had to rebuild from. Like one red, I have to I have to go back to back to scratch, back to the yeah, basics. Yeah, yeah. And I think okay. That, so and then yeah, and so going back into uh, the meat prep. I'm sorry, we took a little bit of a tangent. Um, go get back into your consideration for your your own uh, like programming when understanding that squat and bench were going to be your stalled lifts. Okay, so I mean that that was a while ago. That was like I said, like in 2019. Um, but from from my last meet in September 2020, I can, I beat my squat by two and a half kilos from from March 2019. So it took me like over oh, five, five pounds. Yeah, it took me over a year to kind of get back to where I was. I mean, I, I beat it a little bit. So to make to make some progress, it took me like over a year. But from Heck yeah, yeah, from September 2020 to this meet in march let's we'll say march uh, 2021 um i mean i was hoping to um kind of beat that uh beat that squat from my last meet by whatever two and a half or five kilos i wanted to pr my squat right Mm -hmm. um i I had some really good training leading up to it and i had some bad training i think the bad training came like a couple blocks out of the meet um and my good training was like I had one one block where I hit like two thirty kilos for three, and I felt really good. I felt like I was strong enough to be my best at that like at that time. But I mean, like I said, like sometimes you're like gonna have good training, sometimes you're gonna have bad training. It's just it's just just the way it is, right? Yep, just like that rule of thirds. If yeah, a third of the time you feel good, third of the time you feel bad, third of the time you feel okay. Then uh, you're right on track with where you need to be. Yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, so my, my squat training has been, I know I need to squat three times a week. I know I need some ball squatting and I need to like stay consistent with my technique, right? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's what, what, what I, any athlete needs, but yeah. yeah. As far as, yeah, as far as like technique, yeah. But I mean, three times, I don't think everyone needs not to. Not that much, not that much frequency. Yeah, not <laughs> that much work. Um, 
so yeah, I mean, that's what I did leading up to the meet. Okay, so for bench, um, like now, okay, I'm at, in my last block, I was doing um, five times a week bench, and it was a little bit more specific. I know, like in my last, uh, like when when I jumped from four to five times a week bench, like I had an extra, like Larson day or feet up day, feet up bench day. So it was it was extra volume, but it wasn't super specific. But mm-hmm. for, How many days a week were you benching or doing some like benching movement? five out of how many went, training days out of five okay <laughs> he, he, he's benching every day <laughs> yeah he really wanted to get past that 185 pound pr yeah 185 yeah pounds yeah that's i mean yeah that's i mean at, at this point like i kind of need to bench that much to see some progress it's like not not that i wanted to do like that much benching if anything i hate it i don't really want to bench that much <laughs> it almost just, sounds like you're a drug addict who has to like <laughs> up their dosage in order to feel a high not to say that you are a drug addict but um i mean i don't know that's, just, that's that's perfect that sounds yeah that sounds all right maybe you're you're addicted to powerlifting yeah or you're addicted yeah. to benching whatever it is yeah i'm addicted to that's it. another I don't, podcast I don't like, we'll talk about i don't we'll like talk it. about powerlifting yeah. addiction yeah <laughs> i don't like it i just do it to feel alive <laughs> there you go but yeah, I was I was I was benching okay. okay like like out of out of the out of the out of the five days like i had one uh, like Larson day, which should be a little bit easier and like uh, a couple of heavy days and two moderate days. Um, and whenever I was closer to the meet, like eight weeks out or more, I started getting a little bit more specific. So I started benching, um, with my feet on the floor, like comp specific, um, like just competition specific. I mean, as close as possible, um, mm-hmm. about five times a week. I mean, there there are some variations here and there, but mainly, um, like I had like the same, like I had two main days and like three, you can say volume days, like a little bit less, um, just to so get some volume. I, I want to re, I want to reiterate what you said previously, because I I know that there's I know that there's at least one person listening to this podcast that I that I train, and I know that they're listening to you talk about the frequency of how you squat and how you bench. And they're like, "Oh, I could do that. Uh, I'm going to incorporate that in my into my own training." Do you have any warnings against people trying to copy the way that you uh, prepared for this competition? Oh yeah, definitely. If you, I mean, keep in mind, I've been powerlifting for. I mean, my first meet was in December 2014. I've been powerlifting for like over six years, and like I didn't start out doing this much work. It just kind of. Uh, it took me that much time to uh, kind of desensitize myself and kind of need a little bit more work. I mean, if anything, if I get if I get a lifter and like who's been lifting for only a year and they're like, oh, I've been squatting three times a week. I've been doing this, this and that. I've been benching four or five. And I'm like, you know what? Like you don't really need to do that much work. If anything, I would scale them back and kind of get the most out of those lower frequencies, lower, lower work, like lower amount of work. You you want to get the most amount of bang for your buck, the most return out of your investment. So mm-hmm. why would you do three times a week squat if you can make progress on one or two? Do you really need like you're not going to get that much more out of three? If anything, in in the long term, it will slow you down because now what are you going to do after you stall on three times a week squatting? What are you going to do? Are you going to do four? Why not? Like you, yeah. 
you you only have a certain amount of days that you can train in the week. So if you're squatting seven times a week and you stall, you can't start squatting eight times a week. Yeah, and it's one of those things like um, um, like if you if you're doing two times a week and you're making progress, just keep running it until until you stop making progress. Like keep running it until the end, of, like until the end. Like you just milk milk the most out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dang, and that was free, everybody. He gave away that knowledge for free. Imagine what happened if you paid him as a coach. All right, as a shameless plug, this podcast is sponsored by Arby's uh, training program. No, no. <laughs> like Camel. This is sponsored by Ikigai Powerlifting. Hit up Anas. So anyway, so okay, back to the back to the meat. Anas, uh, how how soon? Uh, or let me. How am I trying to say that? How many days? Before your meet, did you stop training? Oh, I stopped my. I mean, my last session was on Thursday. When was your last heavy session, and when was your last just general session? Because I know you like to do lighter priming sessions before a meet. Yeah. So the heaviest I've gone on squats was eight days out. Bench was the heaviest was nine days out, but I mean, I still did some heavy work one week out. Um, the heaviest deadlift was, what is it? Monday. Um, that's like 11, 12 days out. Yeah. 12 days out, but I still did more work afterwards, but it was a little bit tapered. Like I tapered my work a little bit. Um, that's like, that's two or two weeks out. I did like most of my heavy work, like from 12 to eight days out. I did most of my heavy work and from eight to one day out, I did most of my, I did some taper work and what that was on squats. I did uh, like a single at like RPE seven. That was like the heaviest I've gone. Um, was it like five days out and um, deadlifts deadlifts was pretty, um, pretty light. I only gone up to like a single with what, what would be my last warm up before I kind of do my opener. So like I did like a, uh, one single with like 235 or 240 kilos and some easier singles with anywhere between like 200 to 220 kilos which is all under like sub sub um like sub six rp rp and bench yeah, rp being preserved exertion yeah and and bench i kind of i actually went heavy heavy ish on my when was it like the tuesday before the meet so about four days out i did a single with uh, a little bit over my opener. I did like one, 170 kilos and it moved really well. So it was like about like an RPE seven or eight. Uh, I would say, okay, it was like closer to an eight just because my bench wasn't fresh. Like it was a little bit harder than midday. Um, and, and I did another single on bench two days out and which was 155. And that was like an RPE six or, yeah, I would say like an RPE six. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I squatted. So two day, yeah, two day. Oh, squatting. Oh, sorry. And I, and I squatted again on Wednesday. Um, like it was like three sets of five with lighter. I did some lighter work, like with like one sixty five kilos or so, which was like subs, like just like a RPE six work, just to kind of keep my squat uh, from detraining, kind of keeping it, um, keeping the fitness a little bit higher. Awesome. Yeah. Now we've t- we talked about preparation. We've talked about peaking. We've talked about how many days before your meet you were training 
So now, Anas, please, I have not heard the story yet. I know I don't think Josh has either because we wanted to be the first, just like everybody else listening, to hear hear meet the how experience. Your, yeah, we want to hear your meet day experience from the horse's mouth. For for everyone who was not there, walk us through your meet day. Okay, so do you want me to start off like from? Oh. Tell me from the moment you took a piss to the moment that you went home that night. I want to hear everything that that you experienced that day. I want to I want to be in, I want to be in I want to feel like I'm inside your body. Okay, so um right. not sexually. Okay. Although oh, you could we maybe, could maybe yeah. If we get After? enough likes in the podcast. After? There could we <laughs> That's for the only fans. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, no, on I want to hear everything. I want to hear what you were feeling uh going into the weigh-ins. I want to hear what you felt for each of your attempts. Um everything, dog. Okay, so for the weigh-ins um, I was, I was walking around at 168 pounds and I had to cut about five pounds to one to down to 163. Um, this time around, I didn't really do much of water loading. I didn't really, I didn't, I didn't drink like two or three gallons a day. I just kind of, I just kind of, I, I only did, uh, what, what, what would you would call like a, a gut cut? I just kind of emptying my, like the content of my, like what I have inside of me, basically. Like that's a really, that's a really scientific way to say you took a big poop. I mean, yes, that's pretty much what you do. Yeah, kind of like that. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what did you get from Arby's to actually help you with that gut cut? The only thing I could get from Arby's was, um, I don't know if they have any smoothies or <laughs> don't shakes. Worry. Everything on the menu <laughs> is going to help you everything with that. On the menu. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, mainly I was eating a lot of almonds, a lot of um, like Nutella, a lot of like sugary stuff, um, cereal, ice cream, protein shakes, juices, smoothies. Um, you were doing your own training, but did you do your own dieting or did you have anybody help you with losing? Because five pounds to me sounds substantial. Um, but did you have anybody uh, as kind of an, an advisor or a consultant? No, I'll I'll give a shout out to um, PRS Performance Steve Denovi. He made like a good video over like the gut cut, and I I've done it before, uh, but I haven't uh, haven't followed his exact protocol before. Um, so I've done it this this time around, and I wasn't I wasn't really too worried about five pounds because I've cut seven pounds before and I felt felt fine. Uh, so this time around, like five five pounds wasn't. I wasn't really too worried. I was kind of, I was in a good mental space. Like I, I wasn't really worried or anything. So I followed his protocol uh, and it worked, worked pretty well. So you weighed in no problem, 165 or was it 163 then? Cause you were, you needed to lose five pounds. Yeah, I weighed in, I weighed in just fine. The hard part is actually not the cutting part. The, the hard part for me is regaining that weight. The rehydration process is, um, is what I hate the most about um, the cut. Ooh, what'd you eat after you weighed in? What was that first thing you took a bite into? Okay, I didn't really eat much. Uh, it was a lot of liquids. So my rehydration process was, um, I mean, I needed to eat something. I ate some rice. I ate, yeah, I ate, I ate some rice, but the rest was mainly a lot of liquids. I had a Pedialyte with triol inside, um, and I had... I think I had two of them and I had a lot of water and some Gatorade 
um, here and there. I mean, the main goal sounds, sounds very boring, but it, I, I can see why you wouldn't want to have a, a full stomach going into a squat. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not that difficult to kind of know how much you need to to eat and drink. It's just a matter of like getting it in, right? Because, like, let's say like um, like one bottle of Pedialyte has like thirty two ounces of liquids, right? And that's so that's two pounds. And you lost, I lost five pounds. So I want to gain at least five pounds before I go out to my squats. Oh, wow. So what I, what I had to do is I basically had, had to down two Pedialytes. If you're going to, if you want to use Pedialytes, um, I had to down, what is it? 64 ounces of liquid eat. So that, that would be like four pounds. Um, and let's say you ate a pound of food. That would be five pounds. So, oh my gosh. So if I so if I did that, I'll be at my your five pound my five where you were like where I was around. before, right? So yeah, that that would be the goal before going out to squat. Um, to down those five pounds at least. Then after squats, I want to get more in me. So ideally, by the time like I'm benching or deadlifting, um, um, seven pounds over the the five pounds I lost. So if I was one sixty eight, I want to be at one seventy even maybe even more. Um, so yeah, that's what, that's what I had to do. It wasn't really, I didn't really have an option at that point. Cause I got five pounds. I have to regain it back. And I think that's what a lot of people, uh, make them make the mistake of doing. Yeah, they would to, to regain the equivalent amount that they just lost. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. They would just like lose the weight and make weight. And they think like, okay, well now like I'm done. Right. Like I, I made weight. I'm good. I'm good to go. Where it's like that's that's not the case. If you lost X amount of weight, you have to regain it. It's not. It's not even an option. You have to regain it back. Hmm. Yeah. As, yeah. As an aside, I didn't think about it like that. I mean, uh, like you know, people who do like aggressive wet water cuts, like seven kilos, eight kilos, whatever. I can imagine eating or drinking fifteen pounds worth of like liquid and food that would be just like horrible dude I, that's yeah or i guess depends on what you're eating like if you could so uh it, can i eat five pounds of ice cream yeah. okay? i mean it does i mean ice cream definitely not it, it does sound um difficult but i mean if you think about it one gallon of water is eight pounds so if you can get a like a gallon of water down within the two hours but and kind of keep it in keep it in you <laughs> no nah, as yeah. soon as i drink about half of that gallon about a quarter of it's going to be back <laughs> back to the earth, if you know what I mean. But but I mean that's that's why you kind of have to load up on electrolytes, sodium. Like, yeah, yeah, it helps you hold it better. And you can you can you can use like emodium. You can use there's a lot of stuff you can do. Emodium yeah. isn't that for women when they're going through their menstrual cycle? Uh, it kind of keeps. It, no, that's mydol. Yeah. It, oh no no no. no, no. Yeah, that's Mydol. Never mind. All, all it, all, I was about to go in the cabinet and get some of Ruth's Mydol. Uh, all it does is just constipates you. It just keeps everything inside. Like, it, you won't... Well, yeah, I, I said ice cream, so... Yeah, yeah, Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, that's that That was, that was like, the weigh-in, like, the water, like, the cut, the weigh-in. That was in. your experience for the weigh-ins? And the rehydration. I was I was having a rough time after after the weigh-ins. I was downing like the the food and liquids people trying to talk to me i was like bro like not not now just leave me alone leave me alone i'm, like, I'm competing <laughs> like hey can you take a picture can you do this can you do that i'm like please no. like no not now i'm sorry did you really so apologize did you so you got to be a little bit uh selfish though did you 
did you focus on yourself instead of having to, uh, you know, instead of kind of like socializing, did you, did you kind of find yourself trying to like find a corner and just kind of wait until it was your turn to lift? Oh yeah, definitely. After, after weigh-ins, like I did not want to talk to anyone. I just wanted to, you were a ghost. I just wanted to down my liquids, down my food, listen to my music, warm up and just like, and just lift. Like, I don't, I don't, if, I mean, if you've seen me at meets before, I would just, um, you're, you're a different, you're a different animal. I mean, not a different animal. I just kind of more you're built different. No, no. <laughs> you hear that, everybody? <laughs> Anas is built different. Yeah, it's, it's 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 just one of the one of the one of those things that you you've been prepping and uh, preparing for this meet for I don't know how long. Yeah. So like, it's little, your one it's your one day that you got to execute, yeah. and you got to really focus on yourself yeah it's a lot like the last thing i want to do is kind of talk to people and just at least no. at least at the time of lifting i don't really want to because i mean for me at least for me because like i'm not like the most extroverted guy it's like I, I if i when i talk to people it kind of drains me i don't know so i really don't want to talk to anyone especially at that time absolutely you got a lot of nerves in you you got you got things that you're thinking about you're focusing on what you got to do on the platform and then on, on the flip side people with good intentions obviously they want to like just talk to you like they normally would. But um, th- that leads me to a next question. And since you were your own coach, uh, did you have a, a designated handler who was helping you out that day? Or did you just have kind of a community of people? Um, I mean, <laughs> the, the funny thing about that. to answer that question. Anas, <laughs> well, not, because, now because, I'm kind of concerned. No, did you not have anybody because, handling you? He did no, I ha- <laughs> Anas is like, no one handles me the way I like to be handled. They see, I did I don't it all know. myself. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I want to mention this because I thought I had a handler. I thought I had a plan. Oh, was it, a, was it, a, was was it, it our uh, mutual the guy friend? who handled you? Huh? Mutual friend who was it the guy from was it the guy from the first me who was who was sleeping the whole time? Yeah, the sleeping guy. <laughs> sleeping. I forgot who was that. You said you you said terror. Oh no 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 no, no 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 no. You had to go back to you. It was in San Antonio, so you had to drive back to Fort Worth. He had to go to, to his to house to wake him up. Wake his him up. mom answered the door again. He's like, oh, he's he's sleeping again. You want me he's to? He's been him sleeping up? for the past six years. Okay, so I mean, to to be fair. So I was I was asking I asked um I mean you know Johnny right Don't say any names Oh, ooh. oh okay or say just say his name Johnny Yeah Johnny Johnny no, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, you ask Johnny no, I'm gonna give him Let's his, just make up a name no, I'm gonna, Let's call him Donnie <laughs> I'm gonna give him his credit I'm gonna give him credit cuz uh, he was he was competing the day after So I was oh, wondering so oh, I was, that's a bad idea So I was wondering like hey like are you like I asked him like I think a week or two out I was like hey like do you want to handle me like or like should I find someone I don't know. I mean, we joke a lot, so I don't know if he took the, took my question oh. seriously or not. But but he said yes, right? But I don't know. Like maybe after, maybe it was miscommunication. Maybe like he was just like joking around. It's like yeah, yeah, I got you. Like it's just like it was a more more like a joke. Um, kind of like mean, with the assumption that you know he wouldn't want to because he's competing on Sunday. So, yeah, and yeah. like I, and I and I try to I try to like clarify it, um, and it sounded like it was like I had like I had someone to handle me, right? Um, but I mean, like one day out, he was like, "Oh well, I don't know if I want to do this." I'm like, "Okay, well, maybe maybe I should find someone else now." <laughs> I don't want to meet handler that said I, I, I don't know. I mean, if I can do this, and it's it's fair. I mean, you you definitely don't want to handle someone um, if you're lifting the day after. Yeah, but fair I mean, enough. You know, and but but John, but Johnny and did did end up helping me a lot. Uh, from, he did. Yeah. He, so he was there. Okay. Yeah, he okay. helped me from my squats, but after that, 
he had to go because uh, he also had to cut some weight. And so, I mean, it, it, and it's fair. Like I told him, like, yeah, like if you need to go, you can go. And I told him, like, hey, I'll try to get someone to kind of help with loading the weight. Because I, I, I mean, I don't trust that many people to call my numbers mm-hmm. uh, or, be, or, or be there for me. Um, well, because I've handled you in previous uh, instances, or at least portions of previous meets, and you you definitely like to know what or would it be fair to say that you want to have a you want to have a say in what number is being called next? Yeah, I would say so. Especially if like um, you don't want any surprises. Yeah, especially if um, like if the person who's handling me is not who hasn't been coaching me or someone. Who just trains with me if you haven't been coaching me you don't know like how i lift or how like what's what's my rpe 10 looks like or um i always i always want to say okay i always want to say in it yeah you, you know you're like hey i know that looked rough but that's just what it, that's what they're all gonna look like it's, so us- it's usually the me. opposite it's usually like oh i know that looked really good but it felt terrible <laughs> <laughs> okay so johnny was helping you uh you had a you had a, sounds like you had johnny and some other people yeah i had, I had a lot of people Actually, there was a lot of people there there was johnny there was jerzen there was naji was jd um sam was there vin was there um sam was there too other other sam was there um but oh, mostly i think uh sam and jd helped me like with with loading the bar and and they were there like to kind of hype me up and whatnot um let me frame this for you you go into your meet. You'd been coaching yourself for the past few months, and you had everything to prove. Your squat had been stalled. Your bench had been stalled. That looked okay. What was your mindset going into your third attempt on squat and your third attempt on bench? Was everything going right? Like, did first and second move like like a feather? Okay, let's let's back up a little bit on my squat. So, one week out, eight days out, when I hit my last heavy squat, I hit... 240 kilos and it moved like an rpe 11 maybe i would have called on like up and down movement it looked super sketchy like if if it was if it was one of my lifters i would be like "Mm, maybe you have 237 on midday um so so 240 is 530 pounds around there yeah like 528 yeah yeah so you let me can i just say that you you sick freak for being able to squat that much because in the previous podcast you just said i can't believe bryce lewis how could he do 500 pounds and you're over here doing 528 pounds first of all where do you get off and second can i get off there too <laughs> you can i mean to be fair bryce lewis does it on bench and i'm doing it on squat so there's a little <laughs> okay. difference over there <laughs> okay okay so go ahead so you hit you hit five you hit 240 for almost a fail it looked, yeah, from what from what uh, from what from what people told me, uh, they said like, oh, there was a little bit up and down movement. You would have been called, like maybe I saw it. it looked bad. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. pretty it, bad. It was pretty bad. You should have seen my face afterwards. I was like, ooh, I'm like, ooh, my prep is gone. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> you thought you thought that you had screwed a pooch and that you were just like there was nothing left in your uh, in your tank that you said that you had to probably hit less on meet day yeah because the plan was to hit 240 in training and at a nine leave leave five kilos in the tank and hopefully go for 245 on meet day so what happened on meet day so meet day i was warming up everyone was telling me like oh everything is just flying 
like I hit my last my last warm up, and everyone was like, "Ooh, like this is this is good. Like that looked really good." So so I go out for my I go out for my opener. I opened with two twenty two and a half, four ninety pounds, and I don't know. Like I'm I have no idea how it moved. I just know it moved. After after I mean after seeing the video, it moved really fast. Actually, like it probably like the fastest it's ever moved. So after after my opener, the plan was to jump to. So this is my plan, right? The plan was two twenty two and a half, uh, two thirty five. Then if two forty five was there, I'll take it. And that's just kind of hoping that the taper would help me, and that my squat was just wasn't wasn't good wasn't good eight days out just because I hit a heavy deadlift that week too. I mean, I was just kind of gambling. I'm just kind of hoping that my squat shows up. Hey, on man, the- sometimes you got to roll the dice, baby. <laughs> I mean, I mean, look, looking at what, like how my training was going and um, why that squat was down, my assumption was, like, okay, like my squat was trending up. Like I was, that 240 should have been, been as hard because I hit 232 the week before and it moved like as if I was, I could have done like, 242 or more that day right so i'm like it doesn't make sense for that day to feel that bad right so the only thing that was different in that week was i hit a 600 pound deadlift right so i was like okay well maybe i'm just like feeling like the fatigue is carrying over to that squad day from from the heavy deadlift so i was like okay it, it could be it's possible right like it sounds sounds reasonable so maybe so after after a taper, gamble. yeah, I wasn't really going and just kind of hoping like it will come, like it will be there out of nowhere. I just kind of no, looked you, at what you happened. Had something back in that like, you were like, two there's something out. here that's gonna happen. <laughs> possible, yeah, like possibly I could be good for that number if things go well. But that well, was kind of one second. So I went on midday, kind of hoping it will it will it will work out, right? So open with two twenty two four ninety, um, and moved really well at least from from the video that I saw. Um, I didn't take the planned second jump. So I, my plan was 222, 235. I jumped to 232 instead. Um, the funny thing about that lift is I was in the back room. Like I was, I was waiting for my turn. Like I was waiting for my turn and I saw my, my order was like the third in the flight. Like there was like one guy, this, like there was the second guy and like, I'm, I'm the third one. Right. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. I'm I'm three I'm three out. So the the first guy goes. I'm like okay. There's one guy who's gonna go before me. Then I'm then I'm up. So I was like just like kind of getting ready, getting my wrist wraps, like listening to some music. So I look up on the platform and my name is up. I'm like oh wait. Oh my god. Isn't there a person supposed to go before me? Like from the screen from the screen in the back, I saw there was a guy before me. I was like okay. Well, I guess I have to go now. So I'll go, so I go on the platform with like thirty seconds left or something, and I was trying to like kind of set my brace, kind of like exhale, trying to set my set my bracing before I get under the bar. But yeah, I, just get ready and everything. Yeah, for some reason, like I just I felt kind of rushed and like I couldn't really brace like the way I wanted. So well, you I, were being rushed, absolutely. Yeah. So so I got so I got under the bar with like ten seconds left. I walk it out with like five seconds or something. And oh so by the, by the time, like I would, by the time like I, uh, everything is set, I just, I just timed out. Like the judge was like, just rack it. I'm like, rack it. You just got timed out. Yeah. Yeah. So I timed out on my second. Um, I was like, okay, well 
I have have like some options here, right? So I can yeah. so the the good op like the, the good call would be to retake it, right? Yeah. And just kind of and just kinda, not today though. <laughs> and, yeah. just, and just settle. Full sun, boy. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, hold on. I have on. a feeling that that's not the choice you made. No, though. that's not the choice I made. I made like a local meat choice. Uh, so it was like okay. Well, so as as I walked out, I was like okay. Well, damn. Like, what do I do? I looked at Johnny. He looked at me. He's like, he had no clue. Like, he didn't know what to do. He just <laughs> he was wa- yeah. He was waiting on me to say something. <laughs> he's like, Anas, tell me, man. I don't know. Yeah, he's he looked like, at I, me. I don't like, want to be the reason yeah. that you don't PR this meat. <laughs> yeah, he was like, okay. Well, I was like, okay. Well, after like the funny thing is, after I unracked it, after I unracked it at two thirty two, it just felt super light on my back. I was like. I felt like I felt really good, even though I didn't squat it. It just felt super light on my back. And for me, usually whenever like I unrack a squat, and if it feels light on my back, like I know I can get it. Like after unracking that two thirty two and racking it back without squatting it, I was like, okay, you know what? I looked at Johnny. Took me a second. Like I just like paused there for a second. I was like, just go two forty. Just like jump another seven and a half kilos, even though I didn't take my second. Just let me try to match my best my best enemy so like if i get it then like i'm on track to maybe pr on my bench and deadlift and i'm not seven and a, it's, it's like if i'm if i'm seven and a half kilos down on my squats like there is no way i can make it up on my bench and deadlifts <laughs> right yeah so i'm like well it's a local meet and if i don't if i mean if i if i don't get 230 like 240 or 237 or something like around there like there is no way i'll pr so I'm like, okay, yeah, and well, you were aiming for a specific total, right? You wanted a specific number at the end of the meet to to that you were shooting for. Yeah, I which, mean, I, as you said in the previous podcast, was 700 kilos. Yeah, ideally, like I would, I would de- like ideally, like I want a PR if 700 is there. Like I really wanted 700, and from how training was going, I'm like, it's like it's possible. Like it's it's within reach. I think the strength is there. I just have to execute. Um. So I just, I just, okay, I just jumped to 240 for my, for my second. So Johnny was like, Hey, do you want to go back? Do you want to go in the, in the, in the warm up room and, and take 232 and kind of do your 240 here? I was like, I just sat there for a second. I'm like, I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm like, I just like, fine. Like, I'm just going to take, like, take a 17 and a half kilos from my opener to third and like half, like 20, 30 minutes of rest, right? <laughs> 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 so i mean i just yeah so i'm like okay I, i'm not gonna lie it felt it felt really I, it was it was scary just jumping from 222 490 to 530 not knowing how 232 would have moved um, especially after missing your second attempt due to timeout yeah i mean the best case scenario was like after that 232 i would jump another 10 kilos right so the most i would have done that day is 242 and a half no matter what because I would not take another, I would not take a bigger jump from my opener to second uh, than I would from second to third. Uh, so the best case scenario was two forty two. So I just settled for two forty and kind of uh, hope that that's there. And I just waited for my turn. Went out there, uh, went out there with time on the clock. Um, like unracked it. Once I walked it out, it just felt super good on my back. Like I knew, like I knew I had it. Um, like I'm, oh, you gave that little that little smile as you did it. You were, I bet you were just sitting there thinking like I could do this all day. And yeah. they were like, "Anas, hurry up! You're running out of time again." And you were like, "Okay, okay, okay, I'm gonna squat." Yeah, I mean, I got my squat command with like with, on like on time, 
and I actually I got like I, I squatted it and it moved way better than it moved in training. Like it felt like I could have got 245 that day, maybe oh. maybe even more. Um, We'd love to see it. Yeah. So yeah, it's actually, yeah. So it it moved like the same way my kind of 232 from two weeks out moved, which was like really promising. Like um, my squat actually showed up on midday. So like I'm I'm kind of happy about that, even though I didn't really PR on it. I'm I'm happy that. And at least I didn't regress. And like from speed wise, it looked that um, it looked like I'm a squat. Uh, Should have looked. Yeah, it's a little bit stronger. Even though I didn't really squat anything heavier, it looked stronger than it was uh, from my last meet because I squatted 240 in my last meet, but I don't think 240 moved as fast as this time around. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm happy with that. You were I bet you were pumped going into bench too. Like because now one main lift is down and you don't have to worry about that ever again and you and you hit close to what you wanted to hit like you said 242 would have been what you would have capped it at anyways and you were at 240 for a faster a faster squat now you're that's now that's done what was your mindset going into bench the last lift that you really had been stalling on uh, for the past few months maybe even a year what were you thinking to be fair, my bench hasn't. Uh, my bench has been making progress because I hit 180 in my last meet, and that was like a big 10 kilo PR. Uh, that was in September. So 180 is 396 pounds. So my main goal for this meet was to break in the 400s. Like I was hoping that I can maybe PR my bench and hit uh, like 402, 182 and a half kilos. Um, I mean, if you've seen my bench from last meet. It looked like if someone just like just looked at the bar hard enough, I would have failed it. It was, it <laughs> was someone, yeah, someone it was, was breathing too heavy. Yeah. yeah. It felt like the bar was like about to fall on me. Like it was a full RPE ten and the pause wasn't wasn't too strict. Like I kinda I think like the judge was a little bit lenient with me too. Um <laughs> He's like, Hey, it's all right, man. I, I see it looks like you're about to die, so I'm gonna give you a quick pause because yes. I don't want your death to be on my hands. So yeah, going into this meet, I was like I know this is like a, I know the judges are national judges. I know like the judging should be a little bit more strict. So even if I match my best, considering like that lift from my last meet was a little bit risky. And like, I don't think like if I move it faster, if I can get 180 and move it a little bit faster, or even get it, I'll still be happy with that. Uh, and from my training, from my training, I hit 185 kilos um, at the, in the gym. But I mean, oh wow, what's that? Four hundred seven? Yeah, but in the gym, but lifts in the gym, especially your bench. With bench, like if you're on your own time, you're like you're not getting commands, you're not you don't have judges, you're not getting um like a start command, you're not holding the bar as long, and the pause like, you, you pause it as, like as um like as comfortable you like I mean if you're if you're comfortable with like a one second pause, you'll pause it that long. If you're comfortable with longer, you'll pause it. Yeah, you know it, I mean? it just means more in a competition because you have stricter guidelines and it's different because you have somebody telling you what to do. You have three different people that are telling you that it was a good lift or at least two out of three yeah, so people it's, who so are telling you that it was a good lift. So yeah, usually for me, like my bench in comp is like five to 10 kilos weaker than it is in um, in the gym. 
So if I hit like 185, 187, maybe even 190 kilos, I'm like, okay, I might be good for, and depending on like the quality of that, of that bench in the gym, I can, I'll go, I'll go, I'll, I'll go based off that. So if I hit like a touch and go 190, I'm like, okay, maybe I'm good for 180, 177 in the gym and in, in the, in the meet with commands. Um, but I hit like a fairly, uh, fairly clean 185, um, I don't think I def- I could from that day I could have definitely I don't think I would have got it with commands um or with judges I think it would have been really risky like I hit 185 and it was like okay well it looks like you're good for 180 right maybe okay. yeah so you had that you had that going into the meet you were thinking okay I hit 185 in training I'm probably good for 177 180 uh at least match what you did in your previous meet yeah. and so how did your first and second attempts move okay so so like my plan was okay. Um, uh, I, there I, goes this plan okay, again. So I, I, I still went by the one eighty two and a half just because it's a it's a big goal of mine. Like I wanted to break four hundred in a meet, but but it wasn't like set in stone. Like if I do my second attempt and it moves moves slow, I can take like one seventy seven or one eighty or maybe even call it on my second attempt. Um, so the plan was one sixty five, one seventy five, one eighty two. Those are the plan numbers. So my warm-ups, my, the funny thing about bench, like I only took three warm-ups leading up to my opener. I just did like 75 kilos, 125, then 155. So that's like, that's 165 pounds, 275, then 342. Then oh I just, then I, then I just went on the platform. Huge jump. <laughs> yeah. Did you, you just didn't want to do good on your bench? Is that what you decided? Th- those were my planned warm-ups. I could have done that. Right. But I think, uh, Mike, Michael, Michael C was handling me was helping me with bench and deadlifts. So he's like, okay, like you can, you can either do your, um, you go from 125 to 155 or, or if you want to take like one in between warm up, like 140 then 155. So I did that. I took 140, then I took 155 and my warm ups were feel like we're flying. Like everyone was looking at me. They were like, Oh yeah. Like you're, you're like, you're good. You're strong today. Like you're feeling good. Um, so like I, w- I went out there for my for my opener opened one with the one sixty five, and it just it just flies like I get like I I don't even I don't even, I don't even get a a lift off I just did a self lift off, and I just like got my commands like I just paused it for like it was like a good pause I think it was like it seemed like a strict pause, and I just like bench it like it's like an empty bar maybe it was like it felt like one eighty five pounds in my in my hands. Nice. Yeah. Nice. nice. Yeah. So I just like I was like okay well that moved really well I'll just go with the plan jump to one seventy five, jump to one seventy five and it moves well too. I was like okay, so Michael was like hey like that that was fast like the safe call is one eighty three ninety six or you can go for one one eighty two and a half four hundred two. I was I was about to I was about to say one eighty just go with the safe call and just kind of have a good meet. I was like you know what no. I want, I want, I want one eighty two and a half. I want one, I want four hundred pound bench. I want, I want to break that four hundred. Man, safe meets are for winners. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I already made a risky call on on squats and it worked out. I was like, hey, maybe I'm being, maybe I'm having good luck today, right? Maybe let's keep rolling the dice. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Damn, Anasu, you were rolling. You were might as well. You did buy a lottery ticket. Yeah, I should have gone into the meet too. You probably would have been a millionaire. Should have bought one But no, actually, like looking at the videos, like from my opener and second. They were like my. They were flying. Like my bench was 
peak. Like my bench was feeling super strong. So I jumped to 182 and a half, jumped to 182 and a half. And I got it and it moved way faster than my 180 in my last meet. It looked, honestly, it looked like I had 185. It felt like I had 185, maybe even 187 and a half kilos in me that day. You started asking him for a fourth attempt. Like, hey, guys, please, I just need this. Sorry, Come on. what? <laughs> you asked him for a fourth attempt. You were like, I need to go again. Yeah, Can we just one more time, please? It's funny because I, I was telling JD, like, after getting that start, after getting that start command and pausing it on my chest. After, you wanted to do a yeah, second rep, no, didn't one, you? Once, once, once I got that press command... And I pressed it. It felt like every muscle in my body just pressed into that bar. I don't know, like every yeah, every, every muscle. It felt like my yeah. He was like, it felt like your leg hairs are like pushing against that bar too. I'm like, yeah, it felt like <laughs> it felt really good. It's amazing. Every muscle. But yeah, I think. I'm sorry. I was just visualizing every muscle in Anasa's body activating at the same time, <laughs> pushing the bar upwards. But yeah, yeah. He turned into it. He turned into a titan. Yeah, it felt, <laughs> it felt really good actually getting the 22 and a half, like finally breaking 400 in a meet. And nice. um, four that's near four plates, yeah. yeah. Well, four pound plates, but you know, yeah, close, um, close, yeah, close enough. Well, probably, no, it's probably four plates with like gym plates since they don't they're not calibrated, but yeah. And f- actually, from, from this meat prep and like how my bench went, now I have like a formula to like how my bench peaks and what my bench responds to. Cause like from you got a secret sauce. Cause from from my training from like three from one week out when I hit that one eighty five, my bench definitely didn't feel as strong as it as it did on midday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that that was also with stricter commands. I felt like I could have done better with strict commands than I, on midday than I did um, in the gym uh, one week out. And it's that's amazing. Yeah, and it's it's because like I was I was also looking at my. Um, so I did my last block I did before the peak. Um, I had four weeks of training, four weeks of um, benching five times a week before like uh, benching five times a week. Then on week four, I would take my, hold on. So, so usually I would take my heaviest singles on Thursday and that's after benching Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I would take my heaviest single on, uh, on Thursday. Um, and I, and I did that for the first three weeks. Um, but for the fourth week of my last blog, I took like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, then I took Thursday off and I came in on Friday and did my bench and I hit 182 and a half, um, in my last block and it moved way better, um, than like the past three weeks. Cause like, I didn't really think my bench is going to be that strong in that block. I thought like, okay, well, my bench isn't, isn't really going anywhere in this block. I'll just try to take what's there for those for those singles, and maybe next block it will it will catch up. But after doing that, like three days of bench, then like one day off, and coming on uh, after after that day off and benching, my bench felt felt that was a, that was a secret sauce. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So I so I did. So looking at that, I was like, okay, I'll do the same. I think my bench peaks on week four. And the way it peaks is like after doing this amount, this amount of work, I just need one day off, right? I just need to bench like three or four days in a row. Um, and like, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to get into like how much benching I'm doing on each day, but like I would bench three or four times, four days in a row, take one day off. Then like bent my bench on week four feels like super good. It just feels peaked. So that's, so that's what I did 
from my peaking block into the meet. I just followed the same thing, did my singles on Thursday, and one week out, I did my bench Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, did some lighter bench on Thursday, took Friday off, and came in on Saturday, and my bench felt fantastic. I could have benched anything. I don't know about you, Josh, but I, I, I'm slightly aroused, but not too much. So I was aroused from that bench, honestly. I bet. I'm, if, if, considering how well it went, I'm surprised you're still not aroused. Yeah. <laughs> I would be walking around showing everybody I met that video. But, <laughs> but you know, I know that in powerlifting, there is still one lift left in us. And so you, you got through squat, you got through bench. You know, you having a great meet. You had, you know, you had a little, a little mix up on squat, whatever. That's, that's in the past. Now mm-hmm. you you heading into into deadlifts. Your 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 best lift, I would say. The strongest. Give yeah. us. It definitely the felt strongest. the strongest. Yeah, felt felt by far. Strong. Yeah. So give us the rundown of one, two, and three. Your first, second, and third. So yeah, now I'm two and a half up uh, in my subtotal. My subtotal is um, I don't know. It was like two forty, one eighty last meet. Now it's two forty, one eighty two and a half. So I'm two and a half up. So whatever I get on deadlifts. Whatever extra I get on deadlifts, that's just PR, right? That's, that's just the whipped cream on top of the cake. Anything over what I did last meet, um, I'm in the plus. So um, my training for, for deadlifts going into the meet, I hit my last heavy deadlift. Um, the Monday, let's say 12 days out, I hit 600 and it moved really well. I was having some grip issues here and there, um, but... I kind of made some changes and for that 600 and it moved really well. My grip held up. So I was feeling, feeling good. I was like, okay, like everything kind of clicked last minute. Um, mm-hmm. so I'm hoping that my deadlift shows As up. As it normally does. Yeah. So I'm hoping my deadlift shows up on me day. So my plan was based off that 272. I was like, okay, if I pushed it that day, I would have had like two, like 280 on that day. So I was like, okay, if I hit 280 in a meet, that's like a massive 15 kilo PR. So I'll just plan for that. And it should be should be within reach. Um, so I go on midday. My warm-ups are just flying. Like everything. Like I would pull the slack and the bar is already coming off the floor. I was like, okay, like the, this is, like my deadlift is strong. My deadlift is, my deadlift is there. Hearing you describe your deadlift is beautiful. It's like poetry. Yeah, my deadlift. Yeah, I knew my deadlift was there. I was just like getting down to the bar, just grabbing it, and it's just like the bar just coming off the floor, just hovering. Um, so like I felt felt really good. Did my last warm up, and like it flew. Um, opened with so the plan was two fifty five opener. That's five sixty two, two set two seventy seconds five ninety five, and if two eighty is there, that would be six seventeen. So um, so I hit my opener, two fifty five. It flies. Um, after after the opener, I was like, "Oh, like okay, it, it flew." But I, I kind of want to go a little bit conservative. Like I would just, I don't want to go uh, for that two eighty. I just wanted to like finish on a good note. So okay, let's take instead of two seventy, let's take two two sixty seven. Let's jump twelve and a half. And if that moves really well, I can take another twelve and a half to two eighty. So I took two took two two sixty seven and a half. And it moved really well, but it just felt it felt like my grip was slipping a little bit too. So I was like, "Oh, okay. some little, felt a little off, yeah, so, just a little bit." Yeah. So I had on my second, like I felt like my grip was slipping a little bit, and I had to lean. So what I do, I guess, when my, when my grip feels like it's slipping, I would lean back a little bit just to kind of let it rest on my leg a little bit, so it's not 
not so not all the weight is in my hands. Uh, so I just lean back a little bit on my second, just so it doesn't slip. Um, uh, so you, you try to cheat just a little bit. It's okay. So you try to cheat uh, to try to hitch it on your on your legs. Not hitch it. Take a little not bit of weight. It. It's okay. Not hitch it. No, we know it. what you mean. You try to cheat just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I'll, I'll just cut out. I'll just cut out what you just said in the podcast. Keep now. it. So you, keep okay, it. I so. cheated. I cheated on my second. He, he, he found the found the way to get around. You know, hitching and cheated the bar. Yeah. So, so like, you know, guys, it's a lot easier if you don't <laughs> carry the weight in your hands. If you put it on your quad, if you put it on your easier. legs. It'll be easier. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you don't. You can't see right now, but I'm tapping my forehead like ah, that's smart. smart. So go ahead. Yeah. So uh, after after that second, I was like, okay, well, that didn't feel fantastic. It felt like I was slipping. This I felt it felt strong. It felt like I could have pulled 280, but it doesn't matter if I can pull 280. Then like it will. Oh well, just like it will fall out of my hands. Like if it slips, like it doesn't matter what what I can do, right? Yeah. Um, so Correct. Like, oh, Absolutely. So I was like, okay, maybe I think I can hold on to a six hundred. I can hold on to another five kilos. And looking at, I was looking at the numbers. I was like, okay, like I want, I want, I want five hundred Wilks. And if I hit six hundred, if I hit um, two seventy two, that will give me five hundred Wilks. So I was telling Michael, I was like, okay, yeah. He's like, what do you think? He's like, uh, since, since he's like, yeah, since you're going conservative on like you want conservative on your stuff, I think, uh, and if you're if you're gonna be happy with six hundred, and the five hundred walks, I think it should be a good call. Um, so I'm not sure what happened in the mix. Um, um, he was like, yeah, uh, six hundred or six oh six. I was like, okay, yeah, let's let's go. I don't know what I said honestly, but the call on the on, it was all just a blur. Yeah, so the call that ended up. Um, on the board was 275, 606. Um, so I was like, okay, I know why my grip slips. Like my grip will slip sometimes if I'm twisting to the right. Um, and looking at my opener, you can see like how my kind of right side kind of twists in. I was like, okay, I did a couple couple drills in the back um, just to kind of fix that twisting. Um, yeah. So so after doing those, and then you got it. Right? I went on the platform. I went on the platform. I was a little bit worried. I was a little bit worried, honestly. I mean, you saw what happened. Uh, I was, I was, I was a little okay, bit worried. I, I saw that one opening, video. I, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I went out there for two seventy five. Um, I, I definitely changed my technique a little bit. I kind of gripped it a little bit more. Come on, Anas, that's <laughs> rookie mistake. <laughs> I mean, sorry. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, um. At least in training, after I do those drills that I do, um, usually I stop twisting and my grip uh, g- gets back to normal. But I didn't really trust myself. I, I didn't really want to lose it. Come on, <laughs> you gotta trust yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. So yeah, I, so I I gripped it a little bit more than I than I usually do. My technique was a little bit off too because you can see me kind of sink my hips a little bit lower, then they shot up a little bit. But but the weight went up pretty fast, honestly, surprisingly faster than I than I expected. And 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 at the top, I was like, okay, I know, like, I don't want my grip to slip, so I'm gonna lean back a little bit so so my grip doesn't slip, right? So it, so it will so it will rest on my quads a little bit. And like as I was trying, yeah, so you can cheat a little bit, yeah, yeah. But I think because like the because it moved a little bit faster, and because I uh, I, I sank my hip a little bit more, and my hips shot up, and kind of threw off my positioning a little bit. So it went off. It went up fine, 
and at the top I was like, okay, yeah, I'm I'm there. I just leaned back a little bit and like my whole like I just felt my whole weight kind of shift on my on my heels and I ended up falling. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you leaned back a lot a bit. Yeah. But are you were you okay after that though? It looked like you took a little bit of a tumble, but were you able to just get back up and and walk off the platform? Yeah, I thought I actually like the day well, not the day, the night, the night after the meet, if I thought I had rolled my ankle because like, I felt like it was my right ankle. I felt like it was, it was swollen. But after looking at the video, what happened was like as I dropped the bar, my ankle just kicked the bar. Oh, I just kind of kicked the bar. So, so, so it's not bad. It just it just felt a little, a little bruised. So I'm kind of happy I didn't roll it. But yeah, I was kind of. Yeah, no, it, it was a pretty bad. It was a pretty bad yeah. fall. I mean. Uh, with with 606 pounds in your hands close to your body like that if you would have somehow managed to get your knee in a weird position under the bar like you would have had that weight plus gravity like shatter your leg potentially yeah i'm, I'm i was kind of disappointed because i don't think it was a strength issue like i felt no not yeah at all. it looked like you, you locked it out you just locked it out too much yeah it looked like it actually felt like my numbers and everything was they were all within reach like I felt like I was planning for 245 squat and I think it was there based off the 240. Um, I'm pretty sure I could have got 245 that day. The, I was planning for 182 and a half, 402, 402 bench. And it was there and plus more. And the plan was 280, 280 deadlift. And based off the how 275 moved, the strength was definitely there for 280. It's just technically I wasn't there. Like I w- that That's the thing that was kind of like that was what was most frustrating is like i didn't really miss it on strength or anything my programming and how i peaked and everything was fine i just i couldn't execute on me day yeah just you know, messed it up it happens yeah i just messed it up and it was yeah. it was really frustrating and like every like people were trying to talk to me i was like oh fuck like this is you're like oh, please don't talk to me right yeah, now please yeah, don't tell me i'm doing was, good yeah i got i don't i don't really just i don't really know how to describe how i fall i just yeah, I don't know. It was it was really frustrating. I mean, yeah. but at the end of the day, my best deadlift in me was two sixty two sixty five, and I got two sixty seven on my second. So that's still oh, wow. So so you still PR'd pretty pretty good on your first attempt. On my second, on my second, I got two and a half kilos. Yeah, I got two and a half kilos more than my third from from last meet. Uh, which I mean, like looking at my meets from before. I've always had trouble with my deadlifts. So, so my deadlift and my, actually my squat hasn't been progressing the way I want. So moving forward, I'll probably uh, focus more on these. Uh, my bench has been always kind of cruising and it's like, I don't really have to worry about it too much. Just, I just have to kind of put five days of benching in, into like into my schedule. Like as long as I can bench this much, It'll, it'll make it'll make progress, but for my squat and deadlift, I was I wasn't I wasn't really disappointed in my squat. I was a little bit disappointed in the progress because I wanted a little bit more. But it looked like I was good to PR on that day. Deadlift was strong, but my execution always kind of co- it it always cost me um, kilos on my total. Like the past two or three meets, like every time, like either the bar would slip or I would kind of lose balance on my second or yeah, loop or fall on my third. So it's always been execution, not too much of a strength issue. And if I can't put my strength on on the platform, like it doesn't really matter how how strong I get if the bar keeps slipping out of my hand or if I keep falling. 
So like it was it was really frustrating that my technique didn't hold up on me day. Well, I was going to ask you what your takeaways were, but it sounds like you already have them. Yeah. Chef kiss. <laughs> yeah, the, the only thing I didn't cover was, I mean, we, we talked about how I... The trend? Yeah, yeah, no, we didn't talk I about I mean, the that. training. Yeah, training. No, no, training. Train, train, train. How many trains did you run uh, to get to San Antonio announced? Is that what you meant? Yeah. <laughs> no, we, I, t- I talked about the, um, like my training leading up to it, my, my temp selection my cut my rehydration the only thing i didn't mention was um the only the only other Steroids. yeah the only thing the only other thing i i planned before the meet was uh, my warm-ups um my warm-ups and like the drills i would i would have to do before i get under the bar so if i kind of so before i get under the bar i'm like okay maybe i'll do some split squats i'll do this i'll do that so i planned these two i was like okay the first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to rehydrate after weigh-ins. Then like one hour before I start squatting, I'm going to start doing some, some of these drills depending on how I feel. Maybe I'll do some 90-90s. I'll do some Copenhagen's. I do this, do that for my squats. Then I'll start my warm-ups. And I had my warm-ups for squats written, written down. I'm like, okay, I'll start with one plate, 75 kilos, 125, etc. Up up until my last, my last warm-up. And I did that for bench and deadlift too. It sounds like you came in more prepared this time than you have previous meets. Yeah, I've, I've done that in my last meet. And uh, so it, it, it did save me time to kind of write down my the drills I want to do and like the warm-ups and everything. I wanted to do everything so I don't have to think about so I don't have to think about it on meet day. I just wanted to go in, look at my look at my sheet. And it's like, okay, I have to drink this amount of water and I have to drink this amount of Pedialyte or whatever. I have to eat this much. Yeah. I, have, I, have, I have to do these drills before I get another bar. If I need to, I have to do these warm-ups and those are my attempts. So I don't have to do any thinking, right? You're like running on like autopilot. Yeah. 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 I just look at that. I just look at that paper. I just wrote down everything, like planned out everything from before, before I go to weigh-ins to after I weigh in until the end of the meet until my last deadlift overall i'm pretty happy i think like my planning and everything was was on point like i said like the planned thirds that i had in mind they seemed like they were all there it's just i mean in, in me day like you're gonna have to adjust like not everything is gonna go, per- go perfectly that's why you have um different different plans like on, on my sheet like i have a conservative third i have reach third i have planned right so if things don't go well I can adjust, but from how everything went, it seemed like the plan was was there. I could have, I, like, it was all within reach. It's just execution on deadlift and like the timing out on squat kind of threw me off, mm-hmm. threw off my threw plan. off a little bit. Yeah, but I think like yeah. it was, I, I was good for my seven hundred plus uh, total. It's just I couldn't execute um, on that day. You did it on purpose so that we'd have something else to talk about in the future because now the saga continues. Anas's chase, his journey for that 700 yeah. pounds or 700 pounds, 700 ki- uh, kilogram kilo, yeah, kilo total. total. <laughs> it's 700 kilo total. So it's okay. Coming soon. Someone just took a fat drink of something. I know that. Someone just took a big old gulp and I'm willing to bet it was Josh. Yeah. <laughs> Posted pictures of the meat. I have, they have a picture of me squatting. Oh, have, yeah, I have like the. We'll post that on the OnlyFans. I have the meanest neck vein. 
Wait, 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 wait. Don't, don't, don't give them too much. We want them to know. We want them to have some reason to subscribe to the OnlyFans. So just keep the keep the visualization to a minimum because we don't want them to get it for free. Gotcha. So and it sounds like you had a good meet. All in all, there were some bumps along the way. You learned a lot. Sounds like you know that your strengths there. Some things you got to take into your next training block. But uh, it sounds like you have a good coach behind you to be able to help you get to that journey. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> yeah. Himself. Uh, <laughs> his own coach. <laughs> He's his own coach. <laughs> Sounds like you know what you need to do to get where you need to get. So uh, best of luck, and I know you'll keep us in the loop on that. <laughs> so, Anas, thank you for giving us a recap of your meet and letting us know what you did to train for it. If you like this episode, give us a like, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Fo- Wait, hold on a second. That's the wrong YouTube button. Channel. <laughs> YouTube channel. <laughs> thank you all so much for tuning in this week. Follow us on Instagram if you aren't already, which if you aren't already, what the heck is going on, brother or sister? Follow us on Instagram at ChalkMyBack. Have a great week. And else, do you want to say anything bad about anybody? Uh, we're, st- we're not recording anymore. Oh, <laughs> still recording. Uh, me, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh, yikes. Yeah, we, we oh, sorry. Thank you to um, Jerzen, Johnny. Naji, Naji, thank you. Don't get mad. Um, JD, Sam, Vin for giving me water. Uh, the other Sam for being there to support. Yeah. <laughs>